Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiya'i vel mursalin. Muhammedur Resulullahi sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. Tesliman kesiren kesira. Fama badu. My brothers and sisters. Today as we see or listen to the news and watch the pictures and images and scenes from what is happening in Palestine. Uh, anyone with a heart, it weighs the heart down. So before I talk about what I need to talk about today, let me advise that please don't watch these things. Don't watch these scenes, don't watch forwards on WhatsApp because you are watching it does not change your status. Alhamdulillah, Allah knows your love for the truth, your love for Allah, your love for His Rasul, your love for His for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Watching scenes of violence, watching scenes of tragic scenes, watching scenes of graphic violence is injurious to the heart. It injures the heart. The things that affect the heart come through the eyes and the ears. What we see and what we hear has an effect on the heart. The first effect of that is sadness. You feel sad. You have tears in your eyes, you cry. And after that, you get angry. And then your anger can't do anything, so you get frustrated. And then, you become insensitive. The tears no longer come because you're seeing the same thing over and over and over again. So your heart is damaged. And then instead of crying tears before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to change the condition because only Allah can change it. You then start arguing with people. You start discussing. It becomes a topic of discussion. Dinner, dinner table conversation. And you start arguing with people. And you strain your own relationship with each other. No positive benefit of watching these things over and over and over again. How many times do you want to see children dying? Now, when, when is enough? So please, don't do this to yourself. It is, it is totally negative. Do not do this to yourself. <laughs> Instead of that, Ruju ilallah. Turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because believe me, wallah ala, Allah knows. Definitely there is nothing that we can, people like me and you can do directly. There's nothing. Maximum you can do is to send some financial aid through whatever sources are available. But beyond that, nothing. But what we can do is to ask Allah. And to ask Allah with a complete and total yaqeen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is in His power to change what is happening on the earth. Number two is to do that with the yaqeen that Allah is listening to me. Because he said, who was Samir Basir? He said, he is the one who listens. He is the one who sees. And keep on, our job is to ask. Our job is not to look at the result and say, I asked so many times what happened. That's not our job. Our job is to keep asking. Ask and ask and ask. 
So, I remind myself and you, let us keep asking. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to listen to the dua. He said, Ud'uni, which is a command. Allah said, ask me. Astajib lakum. I will respond to you. I will give you. So ask Allah. Say, Allah, you told me to ask you. I'm asking. So give me. Because you promised to give me. And I remind myself in you also that the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes when all our material resources get exhausted. Not before. Not before. We then sometimes, as Muslims, we should not despair and lose hope, but we are human beings, so we do. We lose hope, we despair. And we say, what can I do? My brain is not working, my plans are all down, I have no resources, no money, no power, no authority, no nothing. But remember, when that point comes, that is when the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this very clearly in the Quran, in the stories that he told us, <coughs> the waqiyat, the khisas, the khasas. Take the story of Musa alayhi salam. Here is a situation where the Bani Israel, the Firaun has passed an order to say all the boys that are born into the family of Bani Israel must be killed. And there is a very well-run system of espionage. There are agents in the Bani Israel, among them, who pass on the information, say so-and-so had a child, so-and-so had a child. And you get a visit from the soldiers of Firaun. And the Mufasirin have said they would just take the baby from the arms of the mother, cut the baby's throat and give the baby back to the mother. Imagine what kind of brutality there is. Even to say this thing, I feel very, you know, I don't like to say it, but this is the truth. Now in that situation, Musa Rizal is born. <coughs> so what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's advice to the mother of Musa Rizal? To save Musa What would you and I do? First thing I would say is hide the child. Right? That information must not get out. But we know in society this is not possible. So what to do? So take this child away, far, far, far away from this place. Right? Another country, somewhere else. What is Allah's advice? Allah says keep the child when you fear for the child, meaning when you feel that the information has got out and the soldiers might come, then what to do? Put the child into, not even a boat, into a basket, into a box. And throw this box into the Nile. Uh, can you imagine? Not even a boat. Allah did not say take a boat, something which will float. No, box. In the Nile. What is the Nile? Nile is a huge big river. And the Nile among other things is known for the Nile crocodile. One of the biggest crocodiles 
fetch water crocodile in the world, Nile crocodile. So here is the child who might get killed by the people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, put him in a basket, put him in a box and throw him into the water which is full of crocodiles. Imagine. That is not enough. Then what happens? Then this box with Musa alayhi salam in it floats literally into the palace of Firaun. So it could be it could be in the Nile, it could you know some maybe some fisherman finds it and he takes it away and raises the child unknown. No, 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 no. Takes it into the palace of Firaun. And there who finds it? The wife of Firaun. Asiya Radhalana. That is also not enough. She gives it to Firaun. Ramesh is the fourth. Even that is not enough. See, Allah's khudrat, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this. So now Ramesh is holding this baby. Now, okay, so it's a baby. So it's a baby of one Israel. He knows this much. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes Ramesh to call the astrologers and all the people who predicted this. Because that's how it, this whole thing started. These astrologers predicted, they said there's a child which will be born in Bani Israel who is going to be the cause for the overturning of your throne and for the end of your dynasty. So he calls them. They see the child and say, this is the one. Positive identification. No mistake. No mistake. Said, this is the one. All the ones you killed today, till today, who got killed, poor things. Not their fault. We were searching for this one. This is the right one. So kill him. Imagine, Ramesh is the fourth. Big man. Usually, this is all my imagination, but I'm saying he's a big man. So usually the floors of palaces are marble. So Ramesh is holding this child in his hand. All he has to do is drop the child. That's it. He falls down, head hits the uh, marble, dead. But after all that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what does Allah do? Allah causes his wife. His wife says, oh, come on, this is a baby, infant. We will raise him. We have no children of our own. We will raise him. He will grow up in our palace. He will be the son of Fir'aun. How can he, how can he possibly harm you? So the man listened to his wife and see what happened. <laughs> the idea of this whole story is not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tell us the Quran doesn't have stories for entertainment. You know, okay, time passed. Let's sit down and have a nice story. No, there is a lesson. There is a lesson for us to apply today, tomorrow, till the day of judgment. What is the lesson? The lesson is when all resources are over, when all doors are shut, the Muslim smiles. He says, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So people will say, are you mad? Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? You've got no brain. What? Alhamdulillah. Everything is over. Khalas, right? There's All the doors are shut. There's no hope. He says, no, 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 no. You don't know the story of Musa. What was the chance of Musa Ali Salam surviving there in the hands of Firaun? What is the, what is the, you know, zero chance, right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to show 
Allah wants to show His Qudrat. He wants to show His power, His authority, His ability to change destinies. He doesn't want you or me to be mistaken, to think, that, oh, but you see this happened, that happened, this circumstance. No, 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 no. Everything is zero. Then the help of Allah comes. So also in this case, as far as we are concerned, we say, Alhamdulillah. Whatever is happening, Alhamdulillah. Because whoever dies, dies shaheed fi sabillillah. Straight into Jannah. They, are living, they were living in a place which was literally hell on earth. And they have been released from there into Jannah. When Abdullah bin Zubair, the first Muslim baby to be born in Medina, the son of Asma bin Abi Bakr radiallahu anha and Zubair bin Awam radiallahu anhu. When he declared Khilafah, at the end of that, all his friends, all his supporters left him. He was literally alone with maybe two, a couple of companions. And this was this would, was going to be the final battle between him and Hajjaj bin Yusuf. Hajjaj bin Yusuf had his whole army. Hajjaj bin Yusuf because Abdullah bin Zubair was in the haram. So Hajjaj bin Yusuf bombed the Kaaba. Not bomb as in bomb as in the current bomb, but you know, trebuchets with rocks. The Kaaba was damaged. The building of the Kaaba was damaged. So Abdullah bin Zubair, he goes to meet his mother because that's his last time he wants to meet his mother before he goes into the battle. He knows he is going to, he will not live in that battle. Asma bin Zubay, uh, Asma bin Anha is blind with age. She's maybe close to 100 years old. So she's lost her sight. So he goes and says salam. She hugs him and she pushes him away. He says, what are you wearing? He says, my mother, I'm wearing my chainmail, my armor. He says, why? Why? Eh? He's going into battle. He's wearing armor. The mother says, why? She says, why you ask this, this question? She says, because those who want to attain shahada don't wear this stuff. Take it off. Eh? The mother. Take it off. He takes it off. She hugs him. She says, Fiyamalillah. Abdullah bin Zubair goes, fights. He is Shahid. Hajjad bin Yusuf orders for his body to be hanged from the Kaaba. So his body is hanged from the Kaaba for three days. That's not enough. He calls, he sends for Asma bin Abi Bakr anha. The lady who helped Rasulullah and Abu Bakr in Hijrah. When they were hiding in Ghar al-Thawr, she is the one who carried food for them. The elder sister of Sayyid Aisha Siddiqa. He sends for her and he says, see what I have done to your son. She says, Alhamdulillah. She says, Alhamdulillah. She says, my son, you sent my son to Jannah. And my son sends you to Jahannam. 
And then she said, is it not time for the knight to dismount from his horse? Huh? These are our predecessors. These are our salaf. We cry for the love of Allah, not because of weakness, not because of sadness. What is sad? Going to Zana is sad? Meeting Allah when Allah is pleased with you is sad? Nabi said, nobody who enters Jannah wants to come out except the Shaheed. The Shaheed says, Ya Allah, send me back into the world so I can fight for you and I can come back again a thousand times. So I remind myself in you, no sadness, no despair, no loss of hope. Alhamdulillah. What people have lost, they would have lost anyway. What they gained is not anyway. What they gained is ni'am. Ni'ma min Allah Ta'ala. It is the gift of Allah. Alhamdulillah. I ask and for those of you who want it, I ask on your behalf also. Shahada fi sabilillah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us Shahada fi sabilillah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us with Iman and Yaqeen and take us in a state of Iman and Yaqeen where we are completely and totally subordinate and obedient to Him Jalla Jalla. وصلى الله على نبينا الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين